0: Hi guys, welcome to the first ever episode of the DNA podcast. My name's Dylan, the owner and creator of DNA Fitness UK. I want this podcast to be a place where I can connect with interesting people and have interesting conversations that branch out further than just fitness. And with you guys along for the ride, I'm sure we can all learn from each other. I have a guest joining me in each episode, but for the first one, I thought it would be a good idea for you guys to learn a little bit about me. So I've brought a very special person along with me today, so kick back and let's get into it. So for my first episode, I thought I'd bring on a very special guest, uh, my cameraman slash personal photographer slash the person who tells me when I'm doing something stupid, <laughs> my lovely wife Rina. How Hello. are you?
1: I'm good. Hello. Thank you for the recognition. I feel like I've been waiting years for that.
0: Finally. Yeah. You're usually the one behind the scenes. I am. But today I've dragged you into this.
1: Thanks to lockdown. And, and you've got no one else to ask to do this?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, you're the only person here.
1: Anyway, do you want to start? Let's go. Okay. So you said the purpose of this episode is for the listeners to get to know you better. So um, why don't you start with how you first got into fitness and why?
0: Okay. So that goes way, way back. I've been into fitness for a long time now. When I think about it, it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has. I, I was a very fat kid. Growing up, I was a fat kid. Uh, even in school, I was chubby.
1: I've seen the pictures.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. I was quite chubby, and um, I used to hate it. You don't, you don't realise it, but kids can be mean sometimes. And uh, When I was in school and stuff, I used to hate going to PE. Yeah. Because I used to hate going in the changing rooms. Because a lot of the kids in my school were very athletic and sportsy type people. So they all had decent figures, even at that age, right? And I was just there like the fat kid in the changing rooms.
1: I'm pretty sure you told me you used to keep biscuits in your blazer pocket.
0: I did. So you didn't help yourself then? (laughs) I didn't know you were just going to expose me about everything today. But yeah, okay, so that, yeah, I used to keep a packet of cookies in my blazer pocket and eat them throughout the day. But that's a different story. But um, yeah, so I was a fat kid and I used to hate it. And then obviously as you get older and you kind of start worrying about the way you look and stuff. So in my teens, I was like, right, I wanna, I wanna get decent arms, I want big arms. Cause every guy I think just wants nice arms, doesn't he? So I ended up buying my first pair of dumbbells when I was about 14 or something. Mm. Didn't know how to exercise or anything. I just bought these two dumbbells and I used to just do bicep curls every day in the hope that I'm gonna have an amazing body. Um, which doesn't obviously work out like that because you can't just do bicep curls to get a nice body. But that's how I kind of started. And then the more you kind of do exercise and stuff, you get into it. And I started going on the forums online and stuff in the sense of there were bodybuilding forums. I used to go to bodybuilding.com. I'm sure any guy who has started his journey in fitness has been on those forums at some point. That's kind of how I got into it. And then you just learn as you go along, don't you? And then Just kept exercising, trying out different things, and yeah, branched from there.
1: So it sounds like it was just a hobby at the start then, just lifting dumbbells to look good. Yeah. It was more just about, you know, fitness. So how did you transition from being just fitness focused to being more health and lifestyle conscious?
0: Yeah, so at the start, it was literally just that. It was just the aesthetics I was interested in. I just wanted to look good. So I I never actually joined the gym until I was about 18 at uni, Mm. where we met. Do you remember that?
1: (laughs) A long time ago.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's the first time I actually joined the gym. I joined the uni gym. Until then, I was just working out at home. And then when you kind of join a gym, I think that's when you get more deeply involved in it all, right? And it goes beyond just the looks because then you start having other types of goals like getting stronger and being able to lift a certain weight and things like that. So it kind of transitioned from just looking good to then feeling good. Um, But I think the biggest turning point was probably when I got sick. So in 2015, yeah, so five years ago now, I was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a type of blood cancer. And I think that was the catalyst in kind of me looking much deeper into the world of health and lifestyle because it's all well and good looking nice right yeah but there's so much so many more aspects to actually being healthy and being fit than you think so beforehand where it was kind of just like going to the gym eating the foods I needed to eat in order to look good so the high protein managing your carbs and all of that it doesn't necessarily mean you're eating healthily yeah Um, a lot of even bodybuilders now like that compete they are probably one of the most unhealthiest groups of people. Yeah, they look bloody amazing. They look like they're, they've got the healthiest physiques ever, but they're actually probably one of the unhealthiest groups of Why? people. Why? Because to get into the type of shape you need to be in, like to compete in bodybuilding, yeah. you have to put your body through a lot of shit. Shit that your body does not like. To get those really low levels of fat, the vascularity, the definition, symmetry, all of that stuff, right? Um, don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing it at all. I think it's amazing that people can do that. I, I personally don't think I'd be able to I guess you can't it.
1: maintain that lifestyle. I guess you do it for a certain period of time. If you were to maintain it, it would probably be really unhealthy.
0: Yeah, very detrimental to your health if you were to do that for a long period of time. You wouldn't be able to anyway. You just wouldn't be able to sustain it um, unless you're like some genetic god. It's very difficult to do, and I think that's where a lot of guys go wrong. Even women, to be fair, because a lot of women are getting into it now as well. The women's bodybuilding scene's blown up recently. So yeah, when I then got sick, then you kind of think, hold on a minute, I was so healthy. How, how did I manage to get sick? So then I kind of looked back at it, and I was like, I actually wasn't that healthy. I mean, like I said, I was eating good food to be in good shape, but that doesn't necessarily mean health from like a core point of view, like deep inside health. Do you know what I mean? I, I now class health as not just exercise. Yeah. It's exercise, it's food, it's mentality, it's mind, body and soul. Yeah. And that's what I kind of realised I needed to make the changes in. So I think getting cancer kind of made me realise, okay, you need to actually pay more attention to what you're eating. You need to pay more attention to your lifestyle. Um, even the most basic things like the thoughts, the things that are going on in your head, that whole side of health. I know
1: you did a lot of breathing exercises that you said that helped
0: yeah so that's when i when you were
1: sick that was a part of obviously your mindset and your mentality
0: yeah so th- that, that's things like that so i used to that's when i actually first started meditating and meditating is amazing for your health there are so many benefits of it which i like i said before when you're just trying to look good in a gym you don't think about meditating do you know no. what i mean as long as you look good in a mirror that's all that matters yeah so yeah i think getting sick was kind of what drove me to really look into health and lifestyle and everything else that goes along with it because I personally myself now believe health above everything right I always say that health goes above everything above looking good and all of that so now the way I am is yes I still want to look good I still have my specific goals when I get in the gym whether it be um, looking a certain way lifting a certain weight whatever it might be but now try and do it in a much healthier way where I'm not compromising my lifestyle and my health if that makes sense
1: yeah, so what type of things do you do then to look after the your mindset and your well-being and outside of just the gym and food?
0: The gym and food are the big ones, right? They're the ones I'm day in, day out, day in, day out. I have to train, I have to eat. Training for me is kind of like, it goes past now looking good in the sense of, it's like therapy for me. I feel like when I'm training, it's that one hour or so that I'm spending in the gym where I'm not thinking about anything else because our minds go crazy, right? And we think about some, so many things throughout a day, millions of thoughts, and they kind of stress you out sometimes, get anxiety, things like that. So when I'm training in the gym, I'm literally just focusing on picking that thing up off the floor. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it kind of, it's my getaway. It helps me escape everything. Um, so where before it was kind of like, right, we've got to drag this workout out now because we want to have a six pack. Now it's more like, I want to do this because this is my one hour to myself when nothing else bothers me. And um, then you've obviously got the food whereas before like i said i was kind of just eating things that are good for building muscle very high protein meals you don't understand that when you're when you tip the scales on one side of diet and nutrition you sacrifice something else so what i mean by that is if you're having a really high protein diet right Mm. because you get people that go to the gym that consume ridiculous amounts of protein yeah it has other effects on your body like on your kidneys your liver the things that are actually processing it your digestive system your actual gut and they're the things people don't think about. Yeah. I never used to think about them. I'm just trying to look good here, right? So I'm like, I don't care what it's doing to my inside. I need this protein. Whereas now I'm a lot more conscious of little things like that. So now I, I'm, I'm looking into the whole side of like nutrition 360 rather than just one focal point. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, then you've got the whole other side of it, which is like the whole mind, body, soul aspect. So where what we just talked about was the body the mind and the soul I think is more like my my meditation um, reading I I feel like I've become a lot more spiritual since I've got sick and that kind of translates into working out again because it's the whole my mentality has shifted my mindset now when I train is completely different to before like I said whereas before it was kind of like right we just need to get in the gym and we just got to get this workout done because if we don't our biceps are going to shrink Mm -hmm. now it's kind of like I have a lot of self-drive and self-motivation and I feel like an unstoppable force because of my mind when I'm in the gym well you know what I'm like more than anyone
1: (laughs) and you think your meditation and reading and things all the personal development books have helped you
0: oh yeah 100% I think I was very closed minded before I feel like this has kind of just literally my mind has exploded since I've started getting into it Whereas before I was kind of, when I say closed minded, um, I was. More
1: closed minded than me.
0: I was way more closed minded <laughs> than you. For, for those of you that don't know, we are very, very opposite people.
1: Yeah, I would say so. Yeah.
0: Like the, way, the way our minds work are very different. And I was, I, when I say closed minded, I mean in the sense of how now, I won't get into the detail of it, but you know, like things like the law of attraction, frequencies, all of that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I was
1: stuff. so shut off. I didn't even want to read the book.
0: Exactly. So I, I, I was the same. I tried to get tried to get you to read The Secret about a million times. Uh, that's like the most basic foundational level of the law of attraction, right? It's the easiest kind of book to digest when you want to learn about it, but you still just would not read it. You've read it now though.
1: Yeah, I have. And I do think it is beneficial. I understand now why you kind of forced me to read it.
0: Yeah, because our brains, our brains are very powerful. Our brains are more powerful than any other part of our body. I don't care how much you're deadlifting, unless your brain is strong, it means nothing.
1: And it can do no harm having positive thoughts, so why not? Just embrace
0: it. Exactly. It's not even just purely about having positive thoughts. It's just about you kind of find your weak points, right? I feel like unless you're willing to look inside yourself, you're never going to find your weaknesses. And if you can't find your weaknesses, how are you going to strengthen yourself?
1: Yeah, you won't be able to develop as a person.
0: Exactly. So I think it's helped me with that. I feel like now I'm a lot more comfortable with the person that I am. Whereas I think when I was growing up a lot, I never felt like I fit in. Yeah. I, had, I had so many different groups of friends, but I didn't feel like I belonged to a specific group. I didn't fit into a specific type of person. And you kind of always feel like an outsider in that sense. You could be surrounded by a million friends and family, but you just I can't describe it. It's like you're just not understood yeah I get I mean? that. And, and then you start thinking why do I feel like what's this? wrong with me exactly yeah. whereas now I'm just comfortable with who I am I love who I am right now I yeah. y- you know more than any yeah. I love myself <laughs> not, trust me
1: I know <laughs>
0: <laughs> not not in an arrogant way but I just actually love myself I think I, I'm, a, I'm an amazing being as we all are and I think everyone should love themselves and I think where I never used to do that before um, I do that And believe that a lot more now and I feel more comfortable within myself I feel more comfortable going into different situations with different types of people and just being myself I have no problem being myself whereas I think when you're younger you're more likely to be more of a comedian where you kind of change how you are depending
1: what group of friends you're with or exactly
0: and how you
1: think you should be perceived
0: yeah and a lot of people still do that now and I think with me my way of doing that was just by being a recluse because I didn't know how to shapeshift so much. I kind of just kept my mouth shut and kept quiet. Yeah, you did. You know? Whereas now I feel like I, I come out of my shell a lot more. So I think that's the biggest thing it's helped me with.
1: So why don't you talk about um, your YouTube? Because I think people, have, people think that you started your Instagram page before you started YouTube. But YouTube was actually the first thing you did mm. when you were sick. And yeah. it wasn't even about having a, creating a business as such. It was just you literally, I don't know what, like what made you do yeah. it, but you were just like, I'm going to start filming my chemo's. Yeah. And I'm going to start talking about cancer. In
0: yeah. this
1: really open, sort of no shit way.
0: Which is not like me to be that open.
1: Yeah, I found it. Yeah, when you said you were doing it, I was like, huh? What? <laughs> <Yeah, it was, laughs> Why?
0: It was me coming out of my comfort zone big time, I think. So yeah, for, for those of you who don't know, I actually started vlogging ages ago. So when I first got diagnosed with my cancer, I literally told a handful of people about it. You were one of them, but we were very close friends at that time. And you were one of the first people I told, that, okay, I've got cancer. And it's one of those things I didn't feel like telling people for God knows what reason. Yeah, what it was I mean? a
1: while, maybe a couple of
0: weeks yeah, before weeks. you actually told The only people that actually people? knew were like my really, really close friends and my family. No one no one else really knew. Um, and then after a couple of weeks went by so I like I said, I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, right? And when I got it, I had never heard of it. I'd never heard of that cancer.
1: Yeah.
0: And then when I looked into it, I saw that it's the most common cancer amongst young people. And I was like, if it's that common, right? Why have I never heard of it? And anyone who ever, I had
1: never heard of it yeah, either.
0: But anyone I told that I've got this, they were like, What is that? Like, yeah. s- no one knew about For it. So people
1: that don't know it's a type of blood cancer.
0: Yeah. So it is it's a type of blood cancer. It's very common in people in the twenties to thirties and then the older generation. Is it
1: mainly men or uh,
0: it affects more men than it does women. Yeah. It's more common like men have it statistically more than women do. Yeah. But it's usually people who I'm between the ages of twenty and thirty ish around that sort of age and then it kind of gets like the really old generation like 60 plus yeah and um, so it kind of it's very rare to get it like in that middle aged bracket um but yeah so if i just thought if it's this common in people my age why do people my age not know about it yeah and it kind of pissed me off because i was like if i had actually known about it i would have been able to pick up on the symptoms maybe i would have got checked earlier yeah um because again for those who don't know i had i had it for about two years before actually being diagnosed with it at which point it had got to stage four so it had spread to my organs and then they had to just start treatment ASAP really. Um, so yeah, it kind of pissed me off. So then instead of just staying pissed off about it, I thought, all right, how can I actually help raise awareness for it? So one day I had my like private Instagram, which had like two followers on there, but I just put it out on there and I was like, um, what can I do to raise awareness? Give me some ideas guys. And a lot of people were saying vlog. Yeah. Like, it just kept coming up, kept coming up. So I thought, Initially, I was like, I don't really want to vlog. It's not really my kind of thing, sitting in front of the camera, talking to know. nobody. Um, but then I just thought, you know what, let's just do it. So then I had my first chemo session, and you can still find this video on my YouTube, by the way. It's like my first ever vlog, and I'm literally sitting in my car after I've had my chemo session.
1: Oh, yeah, the camera quality is rubbish.
0: <clears throat> yep, yeah. it was just like my phone on like portrait mode, just like... <laughs> rested against my steering wheel and I'm just talking it's like a two minute video or something where I'm just saying oh it wasn't that bad
1: but it's so interesting because <laughs> you can actually go back and see the videos and I think you had like 12 treatments all together mm-hmm. and in, within those um videos you can literally see your face changing you can yeah. see like how the cancer is really affecting you and you go from having well, like the
0: chemo not the cancer the so. chemo sorry mm-hmm. yeah
1: so you can see like you've gone from like kind of like a chubbier face with a beard and then you kind of lose it all and i gained weight yeah i know which yeah. i found i thought mm. people kind of lose weight on chemo but yeah your face came went a bit puffy
0: yeah and you kind of as you look at the videos you kind of see like the hair starting to disappear yeah and then more and more i'm hiding more and more of my face because i didn't feel comfortable showing my face but i think
1: the time. great thing about you doing that youtube is you still get comments today from people that are like your videos have really helped me they've really Mm. inspired me or even now saying thank you those videos got me through Mm. my treatment and i think just that is making it worthwhile
0: oh 100 i i never expected it to be what it is and by no means necessary is my youtube channel massive right
1: i mean you don't even really post on there.
0: i hardly ever post on it now yeah i I put out a vlog here and there Um, i need to start doing it more to be fair but um yeah literally every day at some point in the day I'll get at least one message from someone on YouTube just thanking me really saying your videos have helped me or um, they might be going through it themselves or they might have a family member going through it or their partner or anything like that I I love getting those messages those those messages mean more to me than anything really and I it makes it all worthwhile genuinely does I remember the other night I was literally just sitting in bed talking to you and I was like out of all the things I've managed to accomplish so far in my life, that's one of the things I'm the most proudest about, that I've actually been able to help people Yeah. with cancer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, it literally started as nothing. I didn't even expect anyone to watch my videos. So but... do you
1: think that's what inspired you to create DNA Fitness and start your Instagram page? Kind Where did of, that come from?
0: Kind of, yeah. So the YouTube I started whilst I was having uh, my chemo, obviously and at that time i was working in recruitment um which you know is was very stressful for me yeah um but recruitment used to recruitment used to pay me very well and i think the biggest trap is when you're in a job and you're earning decent money no matter how much you hate that job you do not want to leave it because you get accustomed to a certain amount of money coming into your bank account every month you get accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle And it's very hard to get out of it. It's what what everyone calls the rat race, right? So I was working in recruitment and then I had an idea where I I knew I wanted to get out. And I didn't know it was going to be DNA fitness at this point or anything like that. I just knew I needed to get out of here. What was I going to do to get out? Um, So once I finished my treatment and I went back to work, I was like, I need to do something because if I go back into this, I'm just going to end up getting myself sick again I think you
1: were so clear because when you went back to work you were like I am not supposed to be in an office this is not what I want to do with my life it's like you had this I don't know like this life changing moment where you were like I just do not want this
0: yeah and you were
1: so opposed to it
0: yeah because when you when you get something like cancer right and you actually have to face the possibility of dying, right? Which a lot of people, and I hope no one ever has to do this, but yeah, a lot of people live their lives and they never actually have to face that possibility. So you kind of just get on with life, don't you?
1: You're just on the hamster wheel.
0: Yeah, that's it. You're literally spinning around on that wheel, not thinking about anything else, just getting on with your day to day. But when you do have to face something like that, you think, hold on, like if I was to die anytime soon, do I really want to have spent my life sitting on this desk talking to people on the phone, sitting in front of a screen all day. It just wasn't for me. I'm I'm also one of these people, I can't sit still. I need to constantly be doing something. So it just wasn't for me. And yeah, I just had this moment where I was like, I want to do what makes me happy in this life, right? And I remember you were the person who told me that. It was the best piece of advice to this day. And I say it to everyone, whenever whenever people ask me, what's the best piece of advice you've been given? I always say, do what makes you happy. Because that's what you said to me when I was kind of trying to decide what I should do. Yeah. Right. So again, like I said, I was in recruitment. I went back after having my chemotherapy, and I was like, right, I need to get out of here. But what can I do? So I just sat back one day and I thought, what do I actually enjoy doing? We all go through that, right? People trying to figure out what they want to do with their life, and it's difficult to just sit there and like that come up with an idea. Yeah. So I was just thinking about it, thinking about, it, and I was like, to be fair, the only place where I'm happy is in the gym.
1: Yeah.
0: It's the one place where I just feel comfortable. Um, like I said, it's the one place. In my life, I felt like I fit in. You know, I, I, I can confidently walk into any gym on this planet and not feel shy, not feel inadequate. I, I feel like I own the place. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, very, it's a very powerful feeling. I just feel confident in a gym and yeah. I love it. And it, it, I feed off the energy in it and it's, it's, it's good for me. Yeah. It's good for me, my mind, everything about it. So I was like, all right, I need to do something where I'm in this environment every single day. What can I do? Best way to get your foot in the door personal training. Yeah. It is regardless of what you want to do in the fitness industry later on in life, I still say to this day the best way to get into it is personal training. Mm. So it's the one way you're going to learn how to work with different clients, learn about different people whilst being in that environment. And I think it helps build the foundations to then. like okay now i want to do this or this in this industry but it's a good way to get your foot in the door so i was like right i need to i need to get the qualification i don't want to do it like on the side yeah yeah. i I want to commit to it
1: yeah
0: so i signed up to the courses and everything to get qualified um and i did at first i thought right let me see if i can do it in my spare time i'll get my qualifications in my spare time whilst working in recruitment and then once i've got them then i'll leave recruitment did not happen my no. job was so busy that I just had no time to study. So I was like, look, a few more months went by, and I thought to myself, if you want to do this, you just have to go for it. Otherwise, you're not, not going to get it done. Yeah. So I just left my job. I literally, I was on I was on holiday in Berlin with my best mate. And we, were, we used to work together at the time. And I just said to him, when we come back home, I'm handing in my notice. Yeah. So we only were there for the weekend. It was a bank holiday weekend. And uh, so we flew back on the Monday Tuesday morning, I went into work, handed in my notice. Never looked back.
1: So why are you starting this podcast now? You've been going on about it for so long. Hmm. Along with Instagram, YouTube, everything else. Why have you decided yeah. to <laughs> actually start this podcast now? Yeah.
0: So I have wanted, like you said, I wanted to do it for ages, right? And I'm one of these people, I'll have a million ideas and then I'll kind of put it off, put it off, put it off. But I was just like, this is something I've really wanted to do purely because when you look at it, right? my youtube was mainly cancer stuff
1: yeah it was
0: all my chemo vlogs and where i'm talking about cancer and where i've got videos of like symptoms and things it's all cancer related right it's to help people with their cancer journeys not so much fitness whereas my instagram is kind of well it started as more fitness and then as it kind of grew i started branching out to other sorts of things right like i said when i started looking into health a lot more deeper and stuff so then i like if you look at my Instagram now, I don't just post like exercise videos and yeah. stuff. I post just meaningful messages or... Motivational mo- things. things. Yeah, things to motivate things people. Things that
1: inspire you, I guess.
0: Exactly. Just I like posting about things that I just like posting about. Yeah. And the last thing I want is for it to just be seen as another fitness page. Because yeah. Because I don't think it is, right? Don't get me wrong, I still post my workout videos. I still break down exercises for people. I still give people pretty much daily information on exercising, being healthy, being fit, but I love conversation and I think you can learn a lot from conversation and I, I would love, I always thought I'd love to have interesting conversations with interesting people. Yeah. Um, because I do, like when people, for example, you love like, a debate. I do love a debate, but I, I like a debate when it's healthy I, because I think you can learn a lot from debating you with can. someone. doesn't necessarily mean I want to just have a podcast to debate with people. No, I I want the podcast just where I can have a conversation with someone. We might have similar views. We might have differing views, but you can always learn a lot from talking with different types of people. And I thought I do this in my day to day life anyway, because I meet so many different people in the gym, so many different types of clients and everything. And I've learned a lot from them and they've learned a lot from me. So I thought, what platform can I use to kind of do this more regularly and more openly and yeah do you know what i mean where other people can learn from it too because it's it's all well and good when you're having a one-to-one conversation in a gym with someone but some of the things i talk about with people in the gyms are it's like deep shit and i was like i wish the whole world could hear this
1: yeah
0: so that's where the kind of idea of the podcast came about and also more i I don't just want it to be like oh he's that fitness guy because there's so i feel like there's so much more to me than just fitness it's one part of my life yeah and it's very hard to get across all these other parts on an Instagram Just on page. on Instagram, you know? yeah, I get that. Whereas with a podcast, like I can literally talk about anything. Yeah. You know? So the whole idea behind it was, right, let's start this podcast. You can get literally any type of guest on that you find interesting and have a conversation with them and everyone can learn from it. So yeah. that's kind of why I wanted to do it. And yeah, like you said, I did put it off for quite a while, mainly because i was just working a lot and yeah. all those time excuses that i tell people not to make i'm about to go into <laughs> but i just feel like now we're being quarantine and lockdown and all of that with all this covid stuff i thought if i don't get it going now it's never gonna happen yeah
1: it is the perfect time to do yeah. it
0: because set- i'm
1: excited to actually listen to it as well
0: oh, you just i might ex- learn
1: something new
0: hopefully yeah but that exactly so that that's what i want i want people to still be able to learn from it um, and just yeah, learn a lot more about me and about other people. Cause I, I just think even any single any person you take right and have an actual conversation with, you'll find something interesting about them. Yeah. It does not matter whether they're they're famous, whether they're clever. Whether I they're guess good. everyone you know I mean? has a story. Exactly, and you can learn from every single human being on this planet. So yeah, I just hope like on this platform with podcasting, I can just share a lot more knowledge with the world. That's basically my one and only goal of it. So yeah, the first podcast is done. I hope you guys learned a little bit more about me and my own personal journey. And it's actually been quite fun. Have you had fun?
1: It's been all right. (laughs)
0: It's been all right. I'm going to drag you onto a lot more of these. I'm going to get you out of your shell. (laughs) But yeah, thank you to my amazing wife for being my first ever guest.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: And I've got lots more episodes on their way with a bunch of different guests. So I hope you'll join me next time. Thank you for listening and take care.